podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Thursday in which absolutely nothing is happening, there is nothing going on today. It is a very, very quiet day. The fallout from Paris continues. For those of you who saw the press conference given by, or it was actually a Senate hearing, by the French officials and French government yesterday, you will probably have been quite disturbed by the level of lies which were told. And if you follow Daniel Alston on Twitter, um, he was translating the event and commenting on it. And it really did make bizarre reading and bizarre listening. And it's very clear that the French officials were lied to in the immediate aftermath, that these government officials were lied to. Now, the two people who've been most prominent, the Minister for Sport and the Minister for the Interior, are both dreadful human beings. And the Minister for Interior himself, you, you just need to Google what he's all about. Um, a tow rag and a scumbag is about the only words I can think of to describe him. They're in positions of power because they kiss the backside of the French president. But they were lied to initially. And rather than admitting that they were told falsehoods, they've just doubled and tripled down on these things and continue to repeat the same lines, continue to make the same excuses. And none of it is based in fact, none of it is based in the reality of what actually happened. Their claims of 40,000 fake tickets have now changed to 40,000 people with fake tickets or no tickets. And obviously this number is a complete lie. There were only about 2,000 tickets seized at the event, most of which are probably real. We've had plenty of stories of people with real tickets not getting into the game. We've had multiple videos showing locals jumping gates, slipping under barriers, being allowed in by security with no tickets, all to cause trouble. The idea that this is a one-off and that the French are normally magnificent at holding sporting events is just untrue. Uh, all you need to do is go and read some of the stories people told after Ireland went to play there in the Six Nations. And very similar experiences, long queues, bottlenecks, crushes, and heavy-handed treatment by the police. And the Minister for Interior says, well, you know, it's Liverpool and 
they're known to be troublemakers. Well, we've been all over Europe for years and years and years and never caused any trouble. Heysel is the last time anyone can point at Liverpool fans and say, you caused trouble there. And people went to prison for that. That has been litigated. That does not need to be repeated. They've referenced Hillsborough. Shameful, disgraceful actions to reference Hillsborough. They've talked about trouble at English football matches. Well, the last time I checked, there were no Premier League matches abandoned because of crowd trouble in the past, I don't even know how many seasons. I, I don't even know if there's ever been a Premier League game. I don't think there has. To my, my memory, my knowledge, there's never been a Premier League match abandoned due to crowd trouble. There were two in France this season. At least, there were two Marseille games at Lyon and at Nice, both of which were abandoned due to crowd trouble. So to say that the English have a history of hooliganism, yeah, sure, like back in the, the 70s and the 80s and the early part of the 90s, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's definitely still hooligans now linked to some clubs, but not to ours. Liverpool were never a club with a reputation for hooliganism, ever. Not once. Chelsea and Leeds and West Ham and Millwall and Cardiff. Yeah, these clubs. Those clubs, definitely. Not Liverpool. Never Liverpool. So these lies will continue to come out. And all Liverpool fans can do is keep repeating the truth keep repeating what actually happened keep sharing the stories you see keep sharing the videos that you come across and make sure that the truth is put forward now the french media don't believe a word coming out of these people's mouths neither do the french people so they're only doing themselves harm in their own country it would be nice if boris johnson could find his way to wriggle out of some of the scandals he's currently embroiled in and actually, you know, come out and say something and actually do something about this. But, of course, they're all too busy with the Jubilee. By the way, England, copy yourselves on, will you? We'll move on. We'll move on. But, again, just keep focused on the facts. Keep focused on pushing the truth and not allowing these lies, these disgusting lies to be taken as any sort of factual basis for what happened. We all know what happened. We've all seen and spoken to people that were there. Keep pushing the truth. This is Anfield. Uh, have a list of the top 10 Liverpool assists from this past season as their headline piece, or one of their headline pieces, certainly. Uh, Jordan Henderson's assist at Old, at Old Trafford, obviously high among them, is put together by young Henry Jackson. So we'll go 10 to 1. So Salah to Mane against Villarreal. 
that gorgeous little Trent pass to Mane against Burnley. You've got Trent again against Atletico Madrid to Diogo Jota. Uh, Jordan Henderson to Luis Diaz against Norwich. Salah away to Manchester City. That sublime po- uh, pass to Sadio. Allison against Norwich. Salah against Watford is fifth, and I'm sorry, it or sorry, is fourth. It should be much, much higher. It, it should be much higher. Uh, Sadio to Mo against United. Henderson to Salah against United is second. And then Thiago's little flick for, uh, for Mane's goal against Wolves is number one. For me, the Salah pass to Mane against Watford is the clear number one. That was outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. What makes it better than the Henderson one is he's got far less time and he's not knocking it into space behind Harry Maguire. Now, I know Craig Cathcart and co. aren't exactly fantastic, but the way Salah bent that ball while running at full speed was ridiculous. Mane didn't even break stride for it. That should be number one for me, but it's a good list. It is a good list. And there's probably a couple there that are missing as well. We scored a lot of really good goals this season. Like Salah against City at home should be there because that was an outrageous assist. I suppose it's overshadowed because of the goal he scored later that day, but that assist was ridiculous. Uh, plenty of stuff on This Is Anfield about Paris and what happened. So do keep that up. Um, Michael Beale, Trent's pass to pa- There's a shout. Trent's pass to Crystal Palace, um, against Crystal Palace to Diogo Jota, which won the penalty. There's six or seven Trent assists this year that are ludicrous. Uh, and should be there. There's one against Arsenal was unbelievable. Um, James Milner has been awarded an MBE for services to football and charity. Fair play. Uh, Andy Robertson's Scotland side had their World Cup hopes finished. Disappointing for Scotland and for Robbo, but delighted from a Liverpool point of view because it means he gets a nice break mid-season. Michael Beale. Michael Beale has left Aston Villa, former Liverpool coach, and he is taking on the managerial job at Queen's Park Rangers. So two things with this. Number one, going to be really interesting to see how he does as the main guy. It'll be his first managerial job. He's extremely highly rated as a coach. And number two, I'll be really interested to see how Gerard does without him because I spoke to a lot of Rangers fans when Gerard left and went to Villa and most of them were more upset or disappointed about Beale leaving. They wanted Beale to get the job replacing Gerard because he was seen as the one that was the kind of real tactical brain behind the whole thing. 
So interesting to see how both Stevie and Michael Beale do moving forward. On to Liverpool.com. Liverpool have a summer transfer advantage that even Man City and Pep Guardiola cannot match. Liverpool will be more active. It will be active in the summer transfer market, but they're much more settled than their rivals. Well, that's not really true because City won the league and didn't really need to buy anybody. They're adding to what they have. We've gone a little bit stale in certain areas and certainly seen decline in certain areas. Realistically, all City are looking to do, they've brought in Haaland and Julian Alvarez. So they're adding, they've added a striker, one or the other. They need to replace Fernandinho. That's a squad player. And they need to get a good fullback in for depth cover. But everything else remains the same. Whereas with us, we're absolutely crying out now for a midfielder. And we're going to need to replace Sadio. So that's nonsensical, to be quite honest. Uh, Liverpool in advance talks for 58 million Chelsea forward who could replace Sadio Mane. So this is about Christian Pulisic. He's a very good player, but let's be honest. We're not going to sign Christian Pulisic. Number one, Chelsea won't sell to us. And number two... He wouldn't pass the sniff test. There's a very strict no dickheads policy at Liverpool. And unfortunately, Christian Pulisic does not pass that, that test. Um, also, Sadio is our number nine. So we're hardly going to sign someone who's five foot four and play him through the middle. He's not five foot four, he's a bit five eight, but still the point stands. We're not going to be signing Christian Pulisic. Um utter gibberish uh build are reporting that sadio mane has re- agreed terms and now it's a matter of finding finding a fee that works for both, both clubs we want about 45 they're offering 25 it'll probably settle at about 40 plus some add-ons 35 plus 10 million an add-on something along those lines it's way under value we should be getting a lot more for sadio but it is what it is. Um, it's a bit of a shame, but, you know, it seems like we may not have planned brilliantly for that. Liverpool have two options to solve Jurgen Klopp midfield problem via Kevin De Bruyne template. Now, I don't know who you could suggest would be. So Enzo Fernandez is one option here. He's playing for River Plate in Argentina. Eight goals and six assists from 20 games a season. We're not going to sign a player from Argentina to go straight into our first 11. So that's just silly. Fabian Ruiz is very, very good, but he's referred to here as a Serie A sharpshooter. I mean, I do wonder, do these people actually watch the players that they talk about? Because Fabian Ruiz is brilliant. He's a fantastic midfielder. But he's he's not a goal-scoring midfielder. And he got seven goals this season. It's his joint career high. That's not going to translate into getting 12 or 14 in the Premier League. 
It's not the Kevin De Bruyne template either. De Bruyne was a winger who got converted into a central midfielder. Ruiz has always been a central midfielder. Silly. Bellingham, Mane, Gomez and more inside transfer and contract plan as Liverpool strategy changes. So this is written by David Lynch. So we know that Bellingham has been a target and will be a target. We need to bring in an attacker and that's noted here. It looks like Carvalho is set to take up the minutes of Divock and Taki. So a starting attacker, obviously we need a starting attacker. Sadio is going, a starting attacker is needed. Um, Calvin Ramsey to come in at right back. They're trying to do a new contract for Joe Gomez, apparently, um, which would be would be worthwhile. And... Liverpool continue to insist that it is only a priority in the summer of 2023 to sign a midfielder. If that was the case, why did we why did we go for Chuamen? Like the 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 statement here, the Reds' interest in the Frenchman is proof that they're ready to pounce should an opportunity arise. That's just nonsense. And if you're going to go through another season with this midfield, which by the way cost us the league title, then you're going to be in trouble again next season. What's more, even with James Milner expected to commit for the year, it's only fair to question when his influence might finally begin to wane. The guy hasn't been able to play for four years. His interest has, his influence has waned. He's been garbage for years now. I'm sorry if it upsets people, but James Milner's not a good football player anymore. He can give you 15 decent minutes. Once a season, he'll turn in a decent performance. But more often than not, especially against anybody good, he's just awful. He's a complete liability. The propaganda out of the club always sickens me. Sadio Mane transferred through his Liverpool lineup replacement for Jurgen Klopp. Um, I mean, look, the best thing we could do is just go and sign a number nine who'll score a bunch of goals for us and just recalibrate the team. Because barring getting in Kunku, there's no real way to keep playing the same way we have been. Uh, there's another piece here Liverpool can find new Daniel Sturridge. In wild card transfer to complete Jurgen Klopp attack, and it's um, Ivan Tony, who I do very much like, but no, 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 not a new Daniel Sturridge. No, I'm I'm sorry, that's just again nonsense. Uh, that's it. There's there's a podcast on Anfield Index. Make sure you check those out. Give the scouts or Tommy's want to listen uh, if you want more insight on what happened in Paris and what's going on. It's very, very good. And there is that under pressure Champions League review if you haven't heard that one already. But that's enough for me today. I'll see you tomorrow. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel 
so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. But there's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.